Get ready for some hot takes, off-the-wall topics, and candid conversations with current and former players. It's time for Eat 'Em Up with Emerson Eatem. Oh, what's up, Ducks fans? Uh, thanks for tuning in once again. We're going to get right into it. Uh, Leo Carlson. He's good. He's that good. Leo Carlson. Everything you've been hearing about Leo, he's that good. He, uh, I, I didn't know what to expect. I, uh, you obviously hear a lot of great things. He's the second overall pick. Oh, the, the debate, Fantelli, Carlson. I tell you what, after, after watching Leo Carlson, I was already in his corner, um, but now I'm, I'm really in his, in his corner. Um, I just got back from the rookie face-off in Las Vegas and uh, played uh, the, the first game in the, the AHL barn there where the Henderson Silver Knights play, and then we finish off the, the rest of the games in the City National Arena there in right in Summerlin there. It's a great area, or at least close to Summerlin. And Leo dazzled each and every game. It was so fantastic because you, you just never know. Um, you never know. He was put on the first shift. Obviously, he played the first line, the the whole whole tournament there. And first shift he just grabbed that puck and tried to make something happen and every single shift he had out on that ice if he didn't have the puck already on his stick his hunger and his tenacity and how hard he pumped those legs each stride in order to to get that puck back retrieve that puck it was nothing short of spectacular to watch he's damn good Leo Carlson. He's great. And he will be on the Ducks roster opening night. Like for me, there's no development needed. She'll, sure, his his game will mature. He'll get better each and every game, each and every shift. He'll gain more confidence. He just made his line mates looks so good out there. I mean, that's the type of infectious play that he has. Um, he was matched up with Colson Petrie and uh, Nikita Nestorenko, who, who we're all obviously very familiar with. And I'm not going to get into rosters, who I think he should be playing with. Just put him in the top six. He's a center. We got McTavish. And, you know, if you're asking me, I, I just, I'd love to see McTavish in that, that number one center spot. I'm, I'm already predicting 40, 40 and 40, 80 points for McTavish. Put Leo in that second spot and let him just razzle dazzle and let him get people in the barn. Watch him each and every night, each shift, let him razzle dazzle. He wants the puck on his stick. 
He's so shifty. Each stride is so efficient. But he grabs that puck and goes. Like I knew he was a good skater, but watching him watching him live, it's just it's it's effortless each stride. He's got swagger. Off the ice, he's always got his hat backwards, which I think is fantastic. Be yourself. Be yourself. I think fans out there, they want to see authenticity. And they want us, they don't want to see, oh God, he he looks a little bit more more fun than I know what he's what he's coming off with. Like I I know there's something in there that that I know this guy's more fun. One of the one of the ways this game of hockey is gonna grow. Is players being authentic. And Leo's got that perfect combination of being an outstanding young man, humble in a way, yet cocky because he's got the hat backwards. And I love it. Everyone wants to see, you know, any player, whether a superstar or, or mid-let, everyone just be themselves. That's what everyone's looking to see. And Leo's got the hat backwards. And he matches that with his play, which is it's just swagged out his play. He had eyes in the back of his head. Sometimes there's there one play in this last game. It was a, kind of a net front scrum. And uh, it seemed like three guys on him. And it's like eyes behind his bed. He just slings it low to high right to the slot area. And... It's his play without the puck. It's his play with the puck. I saw him sling an east-west pass on an ozone entry to the to the weak side uh, player coming in. Solid 60-foot pass. Just zipped it. Just absolutely. It was crisp, clean, hard, right on the tape. He didn't make a bad pass the whole tournament. Every shot was with the highest of velocity. Like he's got that goal scorer's mentality too when he enters the 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 trigger area, the slot area there. And I can go on and on, but I can't wait to see Leo opening night razzle, dazzle. In no particular order, we're just going to, uh, and, and I'll be sure to mention whether uh, they're, they're under contract with the, the Ducks or not. And I'm not going to get into, you know, when they were drafted, so on and so forth. I mean, a lot of, obviously, for the most part, I mean, we were the, the youngest team there at that uh, rookie face-off tournament there in Vegas. And uh, so we're, we're obviously a very young prospect pool, at least what we showed. Kerry uh, Terrance. He was phenomenal, this Kerry Terrance. Uh, like, he just was. He, he, in my mind, was part of a group of, say, th- Three players for sure, four players. The whole team played fantastic, um, including the fourth line in this last Kings game. God, I love that. I love. We'll get to that in a second. That we that we took down. Uh, I'm not going to name the name the name. I don't know if they deserve it or not, but the the team, the team uh, that's so close to us. I'll leave it at that. Um, but. Carrie Terrance made something happen each and every shift. He just, he moved his feet. He was relentless. He laid the body. Uh, I talked on the broadcast a lot about middle drive on ozone entries, and he always wanted to be that, that middle guy, that middle driver. 
because he knew he would end up right right around the blue paint. That's why he wanted to be the the middle driver because he tracked so hard on that split in those D, get him thinking, and that's how he scored his long goal. He added three assists. He he was just and when you look at his game, it's like it's nothing flashy. I can't call it meat and potatoes because he's his speed and his skating's just phenomenal. Um, but yeah, it's just a strong north south game. He was everywhere. He was always moving his feet, and he, I put him in the the three players in that uh, rookie faceoff tournament that just was lights out. And I'll leave it at that. Tristan Luno, I he was a guy that was talked about clearly because his numbers uh, in the queue were, were were just nothing short of spectacular for uh, for a, dis, a defenseman. He he was so active in the the first game there uh, against the Golden Knights. Came out with the victory in that one. Uh, two and and uh, Luno was a big part of that. He tucked twice. Oftentimes, as a, a, I'm watching the game, I'm calling the game. It's like, what's going on here? I mean, we we had a D covering or a, a forward uh, in his position there on the on the ozone blue line covering for him, but half the time I thought he was a forward, which is fantastic. I mean, to be able to dictate that and say no, I'm I'm. I'm that active. I'm down here, weak side. He tapped two back, uh, back door on the weak side. Just phenomenal. You know, it's almost like a slam dunk. The shots that he had, weak side, and he just popped them in with authority. But he was that active. He was behind the the ozone goal line, cycling with the forwards, and he was just everywhere in that that offensive zone. I don't, I don't think he was as active. In that in that second game versus Colorado, uh, he only played two out of the three, and they they rested him for the the Kings game. But he was active, and so much good things to come uh, for Luno. There was a lot of uh, offensive uh, names to 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 look forward to. Uh, Minchikov is a I mean, he was throwing the body. He he was throwing the body more than more than I would have predicted, which was fantastic. It seems like all our D. If you are a, a quote-unquote offensive defenseman, our prospect pool is, is full of still two-way D that, that are just hungry in the D zone corners. And we talked about it, the net front and below the goal line in our, our D zone is, is, you know, we need huge improvements in that category. And I can honestly say all our D, whether they're forward thinking, offensive thinking or not, Oh, they 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 shine there from a relentless aspect there in the the D zone corners in that front, which is which is fantastic. But uh, Tristan Luno, uh, circle that name in your programs because uh, he's definitely definitely one to to uh, watch out for. Uh, and Luno, by the way, is is under contract. Um, Kerry Terrance is uh, not under contract. Uh, but he will be. He will be. He's that good. And, uh, you know, the Ducks can certainly use that that energy. So uh, Nathan Gauthier, uh, who is not yet under contract. Oh, yes, he is under contract. Nathan Gauthier is, is under contract with the, with the Ducks. And he played, I thought, a very consistent uh, three games as well. Uh, he started off, and I thought his puck protection skills were fantastic in that that Vegan Golden Knights game. Not sure if his line mates 
you know, really, really helped him out. I thought he was he was creating uh, energy in that one and that first one and 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 doing everything he he really could. I mean, he's just a he's a north south player and he does it well, but he's just strong around the net too, uh, and that's how he he popped his uh, his goal there against Colorado. He had a big game against Colorado. I got both both of his points there in that that game against Colorado and was just lights out lights out um so yeah expect big things from from Gauthier uh, Nikita Nesterenko uh we all had uh this feeling and uh one of our buddies play by Plager who's uh, a frequent caller into the show uh he's expecting a big year from Nesterenko just a huge year and and so am I like like so am I I, I thought and and this is this is a good thing. I'm, I'm saying this in in a, in a great light uh, when it comes to to Nikita. I just think he's got more in the bag. I mean, uh, for him to come out with two points in three games, Leo's dishing. Leo's playing fantastic. Um, I, I thought he he had a great Colorado game, a lights out Colorado game. By by no means uh, do I think he 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 played bad. That's 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 not at all the case. But I I can honestly say that he's a, 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 a type of player in those kind of rookie showcases with having NHL uh, experience. He's very much a, a two-point-a-game a player in, in, a, in a tournament like that. And so two points in, in three games. Um, I know there's more in there, and, and we're going to see more. And I thought, it, and I said it previously on the show uh, with, with Nikita, uh, he played great in that last game I, I called in against the, the Kings there, the last game of the season. He played fantastic. Played fantastic paired up with uh, Silverberg. He was, he was making shift in, shift out, great reads. Um, he was shifty. He was, he was trying things out there. He was risk-taking. Uh, he looked great. His skating looked phenomenal. Uh, his energy and his body language uh, showed that he was a, a a man amongst boys at times for sure, and his his skating's you know uh, very fish, uh, very efficient, very great. But uh, you know Leo Carlson, um, Jackson Lacombe, and Nikita are the the the, the three or sorry Leo Carlson, uh, Nikita Nestorenko. And Jackson Lacombe were were three players that I had circled uh, heading into this this tournament, and in my opinion, I, I thought out of the three, I thought Jackson Lacombe, and we'll 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 touch on him in a second. Anyway, that was my my top three uh, heading to this tournament. Uh, I guess you, you you know how I feel about the Nestorenko play. I just think he's got so much more. I think he he truly does, and uh, big things to come for for Nikita Nestorenko. Back to Jackson Lacombe. This guy's good. This guy's so good. Uh, he reminds me, and I, I'm, I'm, I want to find like an elite, elite defenseman in this league that I can truly like. I'm, I'm just, I'm, you know, solidified superstar. I, I want to find that player, the one that I've recently watched that is very very similar and i think this is the low bar of jackson lacombe's potential because it is so sky high jackson lacombe i saw it um call him the the last game of the season against the kings there 
at Honda Center. He looked smooth. He was just making the plays he needed to make. And by talking with some of the the uh, Ducks brass, that that's what they love about him. And and I guess even you know in in terms of youth hockey, and I know he's a Shattuck a Shattuck alum, uh, as am I. So that boosts him up even a tad more for myself. Um, but he's been playing that same consistent, never making a, a, a gigantic error type of player. Like he is just as smooth as they come. Uh, he makes the right reads. Uh, he he makes tape to tape passes. God, there was there was a few scrums just in the just in the blue paint, right right in the D zone slot area, where two three guys are on him, and he takes one step out, a little bit of recovery from the from the opposition, and he just slides a backhand five feet. He doesn't try to switch to his forehand. Like there's no time and space for that. Like he just effortlessly, just crisp, clean backhand right through the triangle out. A couple nice cutbacks and right up. He is so efficient, Jackson Lacombe. He came out with uh, two points in two games, and he looks solid. He didn't make a mistake in his two games, and he is so seasoned and ready for prime time. Um. And Vladislav Gavrikov is a guy in my mind that's a low bar projection, and that's not that's not a slight against Gavrikov by any means. Like you know, this guy just signed an extension with the Kings, just under just shy of of six mil times two. Extension by Blakey there. Jackson Lacombe. That's the minimum he's going to be. That's the minimum. He's just one of those guys where you just want to lock up eight times eight. Just solid. Just going to give you years and years and years of just solid play. And uh, everyone here at the Ducks has, has got high hopes for, for Jackson Lacombe. We saw it uh, in his short stint up top there after his collegiate career. And uh, I was lucky enough to get a chance to, to see it at this rookie faceoff. Moving on to. Uh, Pavel Minshikov, I thought he played great. I, I thought he he tucked in his first game uh, there against uh, Vegas, and uh, he's got a great shot. He, he's one of those players that, on paper, he's not huge, huge, um, but he just looks a lot bigger than even what he's listed at. He's got a decent size already, but he just he he, he plays a mean game and and how he gets rewarded offensively is just playing mean and winning battles. And I thought he was fantastic in the top of the circles down in the D zone. I thought he was just finishing his, finishing his hits, collecting that puck and and just making the the right read. So I I thought it was just fantastic, fantastic play out of uh, Mitchikoff. Um, Colson Petrie, he had a big game. He had five or six glorious chances glorious chances in that first game. And it all happened by how hard he, he moved those feet. And I thought he was just fantastic. He had a great, he picked a East-West pass off on the, on the penalty kill in that Vegas game. Went in and, and just had a glorious, just a patient within the, within those split seconds, just froze the tendy, 
went to his backhand, bar D, and it was just, it was a fantastic move, fantastic pay. In my opinion, he wasn't, he didn't have the fire, I'd say, as far as moving his feet and, and generating overall chances as he did the, the next two games, but there's no shortage of, of great things out of Colson Petrie. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm going to, whether they, I'm trying to keep this as, as short as possible here. You know, I started saying whether they're under contract or not, but I'm just rolling through. I'm just, I'm going to roll through here now. Uh, Bing King scored this last game uh, off a, off a rush. Uh, just a great play. Great pass by Zellweger. A uh, couple key pieces to that play a little bit early on, but as uh, soon as uh, Zellweger got it, he slinged it over. And Ben King made no mistake roofing it on the far side. It was just, it was great. No extra stick handle. He just put it where he wanted it. And a lot of good things. He finished with a point of game, Ben King. And when you finish with a point of game, it, odds are you're, you're doing a lot of good things. And he's just a, a big body presence. I liked his compete level in the net front. Um, so Ben King had a great showing. Davis Cod, I thought that whole last line uh, of, Krinkovic, Cod, uh, and Weeb. I thought they had a great last game. They were so effective, effective that last game. Uh, so I'm going to pair these these three together with Cod, Krinkovic, uh, and Weeb. They were doing what they needed to do that last game. And part of playing a, a lights out or, or a great fourth line role is creating energy for that that next line, and that's that first line. Um. And he was moving his feet, and, or they were moving their feet, and they were back checking. And uh, I know a few of those three tallied. Uh, shout out to Jackson Weeb for a great fight. Great fight. The, the, his opposing, the guy who was fighting must have had six, six inches. I think uh, Weeb was listed at listed about 6'1". Uh, something like I was 6'7". Six, 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, 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 I mean, a, a huge gap in height. And uh, no, I thought uh, Jackson Weeb did a held his own, and and even furthermore did did quite well in that fight. And two scraps, two scraps in the uh, yeah, two scraps in that uh, last tilt there versus L.A. Kings. And we're gonna get to the Kings in a second. I haven't I haven't lost train of thought whatsoever um, when having my Gavrikov comparison there with. Uh, Jackson Lacombe, I haven't lost train of thought. I'm, we're going to get to the Kings in a second because it feels damn good. feels damn good. Get that dub over the Kings. I don't care if it's rookie face-off or not. Regular season, doesn't matter. It's the freeway face-off, and we got the dub, so I'm excited about it. And don't, don't, don't kid yourselves for the Kings fans that are, that are tuning in, in in today's show. Don't kid yourselves. You'd be trying to rub it in our face, too, rookie camp or not. You'd, you'd be trying to rub it in our face. Don't lie. Don't lie. We, we know what this rivalry means and what it is. I thought Noah Warren played solid games when he, when he kept it simple. I want to toss him in. Yeah, he's under contract with the, with the Ducks. Yeah. Uh, when he kept it simple, he was at his best. And he's just a big body. And whether the D that were in particular at this, this rookie face-off, whether it's Noah Warren or it's a, uh, a Connor Smith. These are big boys, but they all 
they all like to to hang on to the puck and try things out there, which is fantastic. They'll they'll make the little shimmy shake up at the ozone blue line, try, try to keep uh, create that lane to the net. I mean, it was fantastic. And this Rodwin Giannaccio, which we'll touch to on a second, he scored that last game doing exactly that. Little razzle dazzle, ozone entry, looking for the pass, waiting, waiting, waiting. Tucks it just over the pad, far side, post and end. It was slick. It was slick, so good to see that on a Rodwin. Um, yeah, so Noah Warren. Noah Warren had a great show. And Nico uh, Mayadovic, I, I thought he he had a great, great showing. He was making great plays, particularly uh, once he, and he had a lot of wide speed chances. He was really moving his feet, which was fantastic, through the neutral zone. Uh, but in my mind, where he really did his damage were on the the low delays, uh, the low uh, strong side delays. Uh, he, I thought he was really good job finding the the weak side D, entering the zone, so on and so forth. So he was effective for sure. He was effective for sure. He didn't come out with any points, uh, but he was just he made an overall impact uh, uh, shift in and shift out, which I thought was great. Uh, Olin Zellweger. Um, I thought he was trying more things. He played two out of the three. They rested him for Colorado. He came back and he had a, such a fantastic second game. And he was shifty against Vegas the first game. He was just shifty as they come on the power play, five on five. He was dangling up top, which is fantastic. He's going to get rewarded lots throughout his his career. But as far as him moving his feet and getting up in the rush, and I saw a couple times, look behind his shoulders like, God, I okay, my, D, my D's back there. My partner's back. I'm going to go. And I thought he... I thought he he did a really good job the second game putting it all together, uh, making nice moves coming out of the D zone, moving his feet when he had 20, 25 feet of gap in the neutral zone. And of course, he got rewarded uh, with a, a great assist uh, to Ben King there for, for that talk. But all in all, a lot of good things to come. I, I got a chance to uh, quickly talk with with Olin. And uh, I just said, "Hey, what do you what do you need to work on?" And he and he and he, and he mentioned just rounding out his game, and I loved that. It was such a mature comment from a player. Uh, I asked, like, how you know guys like McDavid, they're they're able to separate just from speed alone. A lot of players in this game, as fast as it is, don't have that that top gear, and Olin has that top gear. So that's why I asked him. I, you know, McDavid separates using his speed straight up. Are you gonna you're going to try to do that like in your main, in your mind translating those stellar junior points to the to the NHL game which you will which you will are you going to do that by separating through speed alone and god he just he wants to round out his game he knows he's got the speed plain and simple and i feel 100% that speed alone is going to be fine creating him time and space out there but a mature young man in Olin. Hey, can't wait to round out my game. I thought it was fantastic. And I thought the second game, he just played so lights out. Uh, not the, he was no slouch that that first game in uh, against Vegas too. Uh, Sidorov, Igor Sidorov uh, had a fantastic move this last game. I thought he was good throughout, but uh, he went forehand, backhand, forehand. And just, it was a, it was just a lights out finish. It was a big goal, too. It was a big goal in the last game against the Kings. And uh, what a finish. It was It was pretty. It was slick. It was almost a Finneganoff-ish type in the net front. 
the patience, the move. Uh, Tyson Hines was so fantastic, and he was named the uh, QMJHL Defensive Defenseman of the Year for a reason. This Tyson Hines, he was moving his feet constantly. He's a big body. thought his puck movement was fantastic. All in all, uh, uh, Matt McElvain was the head coach uh, for the Ducks during this rookie faceoff tournament. He just flat out said exactly that. He didn't win that award, you know, for nothing. Uh, he was that good out in this rookie faceoff tournament. He was relentless. Never gave uh, uh, in the two games that he played, and once again, he was he was rested that third game. He never gave the opposing team in those two games he played in an inch, and it was fantastic. And he's under contract by your Judd Caulfield, I thought he was shifty for a big boy. Uh, didn't come out with any points. There's a couple chances uh, in the blue paint offensively that, uh, you know, uh, those those will come. Those will come. Uh, I just thought he was creating this last game. He was he was great. He was great. He was trying things. Ozone entry, the the wide speed. He was delaying lots too. He had a great cutback on a corner where he just attacked the net after, and uh, he almost he he, he shot it wide, uh, and it and it. Almost went in, but uh, I thought he had a good showing. I thought he had a good showing. Uh, Jackson Weeb, like I mentioned, with that that fourth line, had a uh, a great fight there, and I thought that fourth line was just fantastic. Uh, Wojtek Port, uh, I thought he had a great he had a great first game against Colorado. Uh, he really did. He uh, he was, I mean, the D that they slotted in for that game, it it was an immediate physical relentless presence on the back end and he showed great things in that first game against Colorado uh in his second game there against the Kings I, I thought he I thought he continued a solid play maybe he tailed off a little bit from a, a physicality standpoint but he was making great plays he, he was getting more confident in the in the offensive zone keeping pucks alive um and I thought he had a, a great physical showing Connor Smith he had a couple fantastic shot blocks at the end of the second period in last game versus the Kings. They were big shot blocks. I remember, and this is how important shot blocking is, uh, Austin Watson, good power forward. I mean, he's played in the in the league lots. He was in my draft year back in 2010. And maybe, maybe it's a stretch I'm saying this, but he might have solidified himself as a first-round pick due to two block shots he had in the CHL top prospect game for our, our draft year. They were lights out and big time, game-saving block shots. I think he broke his ankle, or, or if I'm not mistaken, he had a little damage done uh, physically after those. That's, what, that's, that's the game of hockey in a nutshell. And I tell you what, this Connor Smith, at the end of the second period, just moments Till that buzzer to go into the, the second intermission. Had two tremendous block shots. And management's got to love that. Selling out for your team, rookie tournament or not, rookie tournament or not. Connor Smith doing big things out there. Rodwin Dinocino. Uh, he he was great. He looked fantastic in the game against Colorado when they they penciled him in. He didn't play uh against Vegas. But he looked so shifty. He was shifty the first game. Thought he 
he was doing probably one extra stick handle too much in that in that Colorado game. He cleaned it right up. And it wasn't bad. Like you 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 have to give props to all these young players who have all eyes watching on on a on a big platform and a big stage trying things. And that's what he did in those two games. And he did the same thing the second game against LA with one extra stick handle and he got rewarded for it. And it's just the the difference in a lot of cases. You you can go from good to great by eliminating one extra stick handle. And that's what he did. Like I said, it was on that ozone entry right before his goal. It was, I'm passing, I'm passing, I'm passing. He was looking weak side. Nope, I'm going to shoot it. Right over the pad, posting it in. It was a fantastic big-time goal. Big-time goal. Increase that, uh, increase that lead there. Uh, and that rounds out for the skaters. Get into a little bit of goaltending. Callie Klang, I mentioned over and over in that, that first Golden Knights win. He was stellar. He was stellar. Nine two three, save percentage, two goals against. I mean, he was lights out, big time saves. You can make the argument um, in that second game. Uh, I think Gage Alexander might might want one or two back um, because once again, I'm not. That, that's just the type of players in the prospect pool we have and the overall depth we have. I mean, these are all. I mean, any any slights or or. Um, you know, play that can be improved. That's just that. That's that's their ceiling. That's how deep this Anaheim Duck pool really is, which is just fantastic. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I, not to say Gage didn't, didn't make big saves, but I I think if you you know just by eye test, I, I think uh, a couple of those he he can for sure snag there. And I think it's uh, maybe even a, a different game. Uh, Thomas Sukanek. Tomas Sukanek was big time. A free agent invite. Big time. And I was mentioning on the broadcast, it's like, you might only get one chance to prove yourself at the National Hockey League. And for most people, maybe not a lot of high, high, high end athletes, but, you know, Quite a few high in ass that that get a guy shaking his boots a little bit. This might be my only shot to to prove what I got. And Sukanek was so good. Turning aside twenty nine to thirty one king shots, but big time saves, big time saves, second third efforts. And I thought he was fantastic. Um, we uh, won the first game against Vegas. We lost the second against the Colorado Avalanche, and that was a back-and-forth game. Both teams wanted it. Colorado just wanted a little bit more. That's how I classify that one as. Um, but the most important, the most important dub was against that team, that team that we know. That's, that's just right down the road, the Los Angeles Kings, and it was so good. I don't care. I don't care because they would be trying to smear it in our face too. So your Anaheim Ducks in the rookie faceoff, they beat the LA Kings by a score of 4-2. It was the last game of the, of the tournament, and it was just an all-out good performance. Uh, in my opinion, I thought teams faced the organizational depth Colorado. I, I think I'd give the nod to them for teams who we, play, uh, who we played in that tournament. 
Vegas, Brisson, Shovel Day off. Yeah, a couple, couple players. Brisson had a fantastic snipe there on the power play on the flank. It was, it was, it was a world class shot. And Shovel Day off. No slouch of his own on that, uh, on that, on that goal against. But uh, yeah, you had them. You had Ivan Ivan on Colorado. He was good. He was moving his feet. Um, Hansel was a big D for them. Who was jumping up on the play, sniped one against us. Kings, uh, where their prospect it was just, I think maybe not as good as Colorado's, uh, 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 a notch above Vegas. Not even looking at what 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 the experts have uh, and where those those two pools uh, are ranked, but you can you can you could see each and every game, and this is why Ducks fans should be so enthusiastic right now. You could see the depth of our prospect pool shift in and shift out, and that's what's so exciting. Um, but we got the dub four two. And it was it was a feel good game because it was the first goals for each of the goal scores. Um, the four tallies we had, they hadn't scored thus far in, in the tournament prior to that game, and and they got it done. Leo Carlson being one of them. I mean, boy, just taking that puck at a tough angle. Tough angle. Mirroring that goal line. Slipping at five hole there, just silky, smooth. Um, and I tell you what, he's going to be setting our, 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 our superstars up. He was playing like a superstar. That's how, that's how silky Leo Carlson was. Uh, can you imagine the regular season record all time between the Anaheim Ducks and the LA Kings? 74. 57, 11, 17 for your Anaheim Ducks. We'll start with there. It's a tough argument. Oh, you Kings fan. Oh, we got two cups. I get it. I get it. But a lot plays into that. And when it's us versus you, who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Ducks are postseason. It's bizarre. It is bizarre. That the Los Angeles Kings, the Anaheim Ducks, have only played once in their postseason history. Can you imagine? When I search that, I'm like, wait, is this is wrong what I'm reading? 2014, Kings take it 4 3, gut wrenching. Gut wrenching. I, I played in that series. It was tough. <sighs> it was tough. And uh, just got to move on because big days ahead for your Anaheim Ducks, including this big, Big win versus, versus the Kings. We're feeling good. Coming out of this rookie face-off, 2-1, and one, in on a big win against the Kings. And I know they're, they're, they're feeling it right now. Like, we're, we're, we're on top right now. Turn the page. It's a new year. Who cares what happened last year? Who cares what happened? This is, it started with rookie camp. It started with this rookie tournament. And the Ducks came on top versus the Los Angeles Kings 4-2. to two. This Matt McElvain can coach, man. 
He can coach. He's a bright, young coaching star. He's going to be the head coach for the, the San, San Diego Goals. Like, they're in good hands with that guy. Great guy. Not on the bench, and he knows what he's doing when he's behind that bench. His game plans, it's a five-on-three power play that he so eloquently discussed with his team. Everyone lined up. There's no communication even on the draw. Everyone knew the game plan. Moments later, they tucked it for a big goal. Five-on-three. Entering that it it started at the end, and that's when I referenced the two big block shots. Um, By Connor Smith there. Coming back into the third period, they had a five-on-three to kill. That was a complete game-changer. They killed it off. Sukunek with some big-time saves. D kept the puck out there. Again, they're clears, but a five-on-three changed the game. They were successful. And the one thing you can tell by a good coach is how the team responds, whether it be a power play, penalty kill, goal against, goal, goal, for, goal for. How the team responses is a lot of times you know, that, that, that's, that's, that's on the agenda of the head coach. So when a, when a team responds, how this prospect, this Ducks prospect team, during the rookie faceoff was responding after each play within the game, negative or positive, they responded great. So hats off to, to Matt McElvain and his staff there. Um, yeah. We took home the dub against the Kings and we're feeling good about it. Um, I'll, I'll end on this because I can go on and on. You know I can in, in attempting to, to put down the Kings. Ask a King fan. If, if you have a buddy that's a King fan, ask him straight up. Charlie Simmer. You ever heard of that name? Um, well, most hockey people, like if you're a hockey person, you've heard of that name for sure. For what that, for what that guy did, I mean, he had a 90-plus season. He had two back-to-back 100-point seasons in his eight seasons played with the the Los Angeles Kings. He had a 90 plus, two back to back hundreds, 79, 80, 80, 81. I don't know, Ducks fans, when you, when you're watching a game at crypto.com arena, do you see any summer jerseys? I don't see a few Dion's you do. I don't see any summer and he, he might not be the greatest in King's history. But he sure deserves to see a few more of his jerseys trickling the, the upper, upper concourse in, in crypto, Crypto.com Arena. That's for, that's for damn sure. Moving on to uh, little fan mails. Steph. Hi, this is Hazel. I'm from Irvine. And my favorite like hockey chirp would have to be, it's a clip. I don't remember what player or team it was from, um, but I know it was in the NHL. And he goes, go dye your hair. And I play in a league, and anytime one of like the opposing team players I know comes nearby, uh, we always yell at each other, go dye your hair. Um, and that's my horrendous Canadian accent. For the uh, question, I think that the rookie who has the most potential this upcoming season Probably Jamie Drysdale, um, because although he got injured last year, he had, I think they had had him off for like the full six months of the recovery from his shoulder injury. And 
the that he shoots right um and the nhl has a league average of like two to one when it comes to left shooters to right shooters so he's already like a hot commodity and then he probably had time to bulk up following that injury if he's been out that long so i expect like a comeback year for jamie drysdale and then let's see from the the newest of the prospects I'm going to say Carlson, obviously, because he's calm under pressure, and he did well in the uh, rookie tournament, and he was playing in McTavish's old number, which feels like a premonition, if you know what I mean. And then I went to the Def Camp, and I saw uh, Clara in net and Sons. oh God, I'm going to butcher this poor boy's name, Sunsvik, uh in the Dev, Dev Camp, and they both seemed like really good players when they were focused in and Sunsvik when he uh, slipped during one of the drills, he was able to keep the puck and move pretty quickly. And Clara in net for the like mock games they had seemed pretty calm and collected and made some pretty cool saves. So that is my hot take when it comes to the ducks, uh, the Anaheim ducks prospects. Thank you. Bye. Jamie Drysdale, uh, we're, we're all looking forward to see what comes of just his stellar play. Uh, he's so smooth. He is. And something to look forward to, Ducks fans, is there's going to be a lot, a lot of tough decisions to be made where players slot and where. Like That's how deep our prospect pool is. And God, I would love to be Pat Verbeek right now, but boy, does he just have some ginormous task ahead about slotting who with who from a D-pairing perspective. Forwards, who's going to go opening night and make that opening night roster? Who's Who are we going to have to be patient with? So there's just a lot on his plate for decision-making and all the best ways and i'm ecstatic about it and i saw it on full display there that rookie face-off tournament there and it was a great great voice message we just heard there because she's ecstatic about drysdale i am and the fans are he's so smooth plain and simple i can get into his game more in depth but he's just one of those smooth skating it's just so nice to watch and I'll and I'll leave it at that. Um, so it was a fantastic take, Steph. You want to play the uh, Matt Martin chirping uh, Miller here? Oh, this is brutal. It's so good, but it's so harsh and it's so brutal. Go ahead. But on this night, wherever the Red Wings go, there seems to be trouble. Whatever they say, there seems to be a response. It's the National League. What? Do that in the minors. You dumb. Oh, do stupid. Go dye your hair. Good one. Brutal. 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 I would hate to be Drew Miller there. Just gets absolutely put in a body bag. Like he just does. He he gets he gets torched. Kind of like his hair. Torched. Oh. Brutal. It's one of the greatest clips of a chirp of all time. It shows 
how long Matt Martin's been in the league to formulate a chirp like that. Um, it's a reason why Matt Martin's stayed in the league because teammates love that. Uh, Matt Martin's a damn good third, fourth liner, depending on, on season. He's played quite a bit of both throughout his, his career. Um, and him, Clutterbuck. I mean, those 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 two guys have turned their games into some stellar careers for 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 what they are. So so hats off to him and hats off for such a brutal, brutal, ruthless chirp that he tossed there to to Miller. Tough one, Miller. Um, yeah, no. All in all, that's a, a great chirp. It is a great take. And uh, all in all, love that. I, I, I chalk that up as a, a top two take uh, we've had on the show. So that was fantastic. We have a, a text message uh, that was sent in. Hey, Emmer, I'm interested in seeing Zellweger. I think he is going to a special. He's going to be a special defender. Also, Carlson. I hope he is as good as the Ducks need him to be. Please cut, keep us informed. Thanks, Emerson. Uh, I can tell you what. Zellweger, I talked about him. He was shifty. He was all that, all this talk has has been about and more. Um, I loved him at the Ozone Blue line. He never really made mistakes at the Ozone Blue line. Like he made the right read. He cut back when he needed a cutback. He didn't uh, add an extra stick handle as shifty as he was. Um, there was times, you know, coming out of the D zone, uh, if he didn't skate it, he was a hundred percent. If he skated it, that's for, that's for sure. Some, some plays early on in that second game didn't connect, but he was, he was taking risk and he was being active and he got rewarded for it. Um, and that's what happens. Uh, you know, so stellar play from Zellweger, such big things for him. And I touched on Carlson. He's, he's legit. He's legit folks. He just is. He's, uh, he's the guy. And, um, Oh, I, I talked about it in our um, Super Fans episode short bit ago. Uh, I think I'm going to, you know, and I'll be traveling with the the team, but I, shoot, I might still post up with a I love Carlson sign uh, waiting for, for him to hop in his car back home there after we arrive from a, a, a road trip. I, I might be that, uh, that fan. I, I really might. Because that's how legit he is. I talked about doing that with Bedard. I, I think you know I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it with with Carlson. He's he's that uh, that effective, that smooth, um, and that high end. He's gonna be a superstar. Yes, I'm predicting. And it's in a year and a half. He's gonna finish up this year, and by mid next year, they're gonna have the Ducks are gonna have to. I I, I see it at least ten times ten. I see it. I, I see him being a ten times ten, ten schmel over ten years type of player. At least, at least you heard it here first, uh, and and that's my view on Carlson because he was he was that elite each puck possession. So a uh, couple great takes, and uh, now Steph has a, a a treat, an absolute treat by the great Ducks legend, hockey legend Scott Niedermeyer. Okay, here with uh, Ducks legend uh, Scott Niedermeyer. Scott, what did you see? Uh, last night that you liked and then what can this Ducks hockey club do uh, in order to best put themselves in a, a better position uh, even with that win last night yeah I, I think overall it was a good start um, you know they went out they had good energy that's what you love to see first and foremost I guess is guys going out there wanting to succeed and wanting to have success which uh, which they did 
Um, it was good to see some of the some of the talent out there. You know, some of the players really showed. You know, making smart plays with the puck, nice passing on, on some of the power. Some of the power plays broke down with maybe a bit too much passing or taking risky attempts at passes. But there were some nice plays on, on the other side as well on the power play. So I was impressed. The, the defense looked good. We obviously have a lot of prospects that we're uh, we're pretty excited about back on the blue line, and they were all out there doing their thing last night. It looked good. Um, I had never seen uh, Leo skate live before, so I, I was really impressed, especially the first period. I thought he was really good. A lot of smart little plays he made and just his awareness on the ice really impressed me. So it's a good start. Um, you know, that's start of the season. I think it's always great to get off on a positive start and get this ball rolling in the right direction. And um, the young guys did that. So two more games. Um, probably have some new personnel in there, maybe on the blue line a little bit. So give them a chance to see what they can do. and. You know, I, I'd really like to see these young guys come in, you know, to main camp and and not and just kind of go for it. And try and make the team, you know, with that mindset. Like, you know what, I'm here to make this team. And uh, just go out, play hard, compete, play your game, show us what you can do. And um, I think that makes everybody better when, when guys have that type of mentality coming into camp. So hopefully these guys keep doing it the next two games and, like I said, continue it in main camp. Thanks for the time. Thank you. And that was... The great Scott Niedemeyer, um, so well-spoken and uh, just a fantastic player throughout his career, Hall of Famer, and so much, so much good things to say about Scott, both off the ice and on. Uh, that was in reference to the Ducks win over Vegas, the first game of that rookie face-off tournament leading up to the Colorado game and and his overall thoughts. And I'm going to leave it at that. It just, when you, when you, get a chance to listen to a legend. Um, I don't need to really touch on it too much. I mean, it's just so well said, uh, some of his his points there. And it's going to lead right into my final thought. And that's, it is what it is, Ducks fans. Um, I feel like we're on top of the world as of now. It's fine to feel that way. We just beat the, the LA Kings. I don't care if it's the rookie face-off. The Kings are the Kings and the Ducks are the Ducks. And it's the freeway face-off. It's the rivalry, rivalry we all know and love. And and yeah, when you when you when you get one up, one up on the the this historic rivalry, whether it be rookie rookie tournament, preseason, regular season playoffs, you got to let them know because they do the same to us. But whatever happens with the prospects and the team and where we're at, we got to let it be. I, I'm predicting a big turnaround, turnaround and a quick turnaround. But Pat Verbeek's stressed patience, and I think the rookies and all players deserve patience. These are humans that are laying it all on the line each and every night. And I know the argument from a fan perspective can be made, well, I'm, I'm paying. I'm paying the players. Yeah, I, I get it. But trust the process. Trust that they're trying to maximize your dollar worth by laying it out on the line. I can guarantee that no player that's strapped up the skates and put on an NHL uniform hasn't at least attempted to give it all they got each and every shift. If they fall short, then they fall short. And maybe those are the players that don't have the 
the thousand game career, the 500 game career, so on and so forth, but they at least tried. And where we're at as a franchise, we should be ecstatic. We should be ecstatic. There's going to be highs, there's going to be lows. But just know that the turnaround is going to be quick. That the patience with some of our brightest young prospects is going to be made for the betterment of this organization. And the future is bright for the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, I knew, I know I mentioned on my social media platforms that I would talk about my beer hockey experience last week. I'm still feeling, I still have a headache. I'm still tasting a little bit of blood in the back of my throat. That's how gassed I was. And I'll touch on that on a later date. Like I said, even if I toss it out, we might not get to it, um, but we will deliver. We will deliver. And Leo's that good. Leo's that good. He just is. I'll see you next time. This is an Anaheim Ducks original production on Duck Stream.